Welcome to Bottoms on Top. I'm John. And I'm Andreas. And for the final time in human history, I'm happy to have you. What's good, Andreas? Um, I'm just gearing up for leaving. We're pre-recording this. Let's just preface that. This is the weekend of February the 10th, mm-hmm. and I am leaving for abroad in like three days. So we're pre-recording this to give you guys some beautiful jush before I leave. But how am I, you ask? I did ask. I'm doing great. I as soon Before I came to the studio, I went to Amazon at Penn to go pick up a new douche, which I thought I was going to... I wanted to reintroduce douching into my life. I had taken, like, a break from it mm-hmm. because I felt, you know, kind of like a bottom empowerment where just because you're going to be on top, don't think that you might not encounter some shit. Exactly. It's a but. Like, you need to be willing... To have some of my fecal matter on you right. if you want the privilege of entering me. Exactly. The emotional labor of the bottom should be passed on to the top. And that's empowering. And that's the that on that. There we go. But. I know tops don't listen to this, so tell your top friends. <laughs> but against all of that, mm-hmm. against all that stuff, I decided to get myself a new deuce just because I wanted to bring it back into my life, feel a little bit more like confident and like clean sometimes because I think that sometimes it really can help you feeling a little bit more confident clean clear and in control basically just knowing that you're most likely no shit in there so I also think it's like kind of like one of those cosmic brain emojis where it's like (laughs) level one like I need to douche and have a clean anus for anal and then it's like level two is like bottom empowerment, like, I don't need to clean my asshole for anyone. And then it's, like, level three, like, yeah, but I'd rather do it anyway. (laughs) I think we missed another level, Charmin wipes. That's That's true. The wet wipes do do the trick. Those fit in somewhere. They're so good. They're scented, too. In a perfect world, we don't need to douche, but we can if it makes us feel better. And that's the tea. How are you, John? I'm okay. Um, So, like we said... This is February the 10th, so the Eagles won the Super Bowl, like, a whole week ago, and you may have seen my Snap story in which I took my Truvada on my way to Broad Street to celebrate the Super Bowl victory. (laughs) I did see that. Because I wanted to get fucked on Broad Street um, in that spirit of celebration. It's been seven days, and I still have not had my Super Bowl celebratory encounter, and you would think that this Super Bowl was so hypersexualized. Big Dick Nick, right? I That's know. That's the chant that was happening. Mm-hmm. So hypersexualized, and you would think that people would get their Super Bowl dick. Not me. Well, go birds. The spirit's still here. <laughs> and you can still cash out on this. What else is good? Well, I have just heard maybe the best K-pop song that I've heard in forever. What is it? Um, it's called Bad Boy by Red Velvet. And the song is great. Red Velvet is this new, I think they're five-person group from, yeah, they're, I think, two years old, maybe. And their so- their sound is kind of electro, R&B, and they are just really awesome. And the song is really good. It's smooth. It has a really nice beat and really catchy hooks. And the music video is so great. Also a little homoerotic, which, like, a lot of K-pop videos are, but never too much. My house is having a gathering this evening. 
You are. You're having a casserole party. We are. It's How something. 1950s. We've been planning it for a long time. The concept is that our oven will be on to 350 degrees Fahrenheit all night. And we're hoping that people just roll through with uncooked casseroles that we can pop in the oven and just have like a constant stream of casseroles to eat. Oh my. So maybe I should bring something. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. We will obviously be providing some of the casseroles ourselves, but. You know, if you would have told me about this earlier, I would have tried to get my best 1950s housewife look ready. Mm, like a Beyonce, why don't you love me music video aesthetic? Mascara running down my cheeks. Yes, martini glass in hand, alone and in the house. Big d- done up hair. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That's a good one. People don't talk about that song enough. They don't, and it's... I think Solange wrote it. Did she? Sammy, uh, when you edit this, just look up if Solange wrote Why Don't You Love Me. Thank you. Sammy and I were talking about deep track Beyonce yesterday. Yeah, I saw you two were hanging out without me yesterday because it was on your Instagram story. What was that all about? We were hanging out without you. We were planning something. Actually, why don't we have Joyce and Sammy come in to chat with us about John's last episode? For those who didn't realize... This is my last semester at Penn, and this being the last episode of the semester by the transit of property is my last episode of all time. Also the 20th episode of Bottoms on Top, ending on a clean number. A multiple of four. Beyonce would be proud. Hello, Sammy. Hello, Joyce. Hi. Hello. So I've gathered you all here today so we can talk about how fucking great John is and how much we love him and appreciate him. Who wants to go first? Joyce, you may go first. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that without you, Bottoms on Top would be much worse. Not that Andre... (laughs) 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 Wait, let me start again. Let me start again. (laughs) I feel like I don't want to go first. I have to collect my thoughts. Okay, Sammy, go first. We'll we'll go in order of newest John person to oldest John person. I've definitely known John (laughs) the least out of everyone. But still, um, John (laughs) really facilitated my transition to Penn. And he was just an extremely easy person to become friends with right off the bat at Penn and warned me about some of the dangerous things at Penn. Um, and he listened, <laughs> one of which I got so passionate about, I tweeted about <laughs> yesterday. Um, frats. <laughs> um, yeah, John has really just been an amazing person to have at Penn for me. I really would have such a different experience at Penn without him so far. Um, and Bottoms on Top in general has just been something I've really enjoyed doing, which is hard to find when you're like first starting off at a college um, so I will be forever indebted <laughs> to John, um, and I know he'll go on to do great things. And Sammy, my dear darling Sammy, um, if you recall from two episodes ago, refused to go to Sweet Green to get me a salad, <laughs> but comes into the studio today with my exact order from Sweet Green. I hadn't asked for it. He just knew what I wanted. I haven't eaten yet because I just ate a Big Mac, but... <laughs> I'm thankful for him and the salad. And I love you, Sammy. Thank you. Love you too, John. So I'll go next. So, Mr. John Holmes, I think the first time that I interacted with you seriously at Penn was when we matched on Tinder. And I ignored your message. 
And <laughs> I ignored it. And about two weeks later, there was a queer event, and you came up to me and you said, Sis, are we good? <laughs> and I looked at you like mortified. I was like, what is he talking about? And you're like, you didn't answer my Tinder message. <laughs> but needless to say, we're like past that. And <laughs> we're good now. And ever since you've invited me to join Bottoms on Top back in the summer, I think that you really just gave me this avenue to do something new that I never thought that I would like so much. I guess it's kind of corny to say that like this might have changed my life, quote unquote. But I think that it did because I really never knew that I would enjoy doing something like this. And also seeing the type of work that a platform like this can do for like a community, especially here at Penn. I think that a lot of the things that you've done for the podcast personally and the way in which you present information and things that are funny are truly unique. They're one of a kind. And especially as I've started to listen to more podcasts, I hear your voice on really big podcast names and stuff like that. I feel like I can interchange them. I feel like people would be able to interchange them and you would be so great doing any of those or doing anything you choose to. So, John, thanks for being an amazing human, co-host, ally. Love you, John. This just goes to show that you know, next time all of you listening are ignoring someone's message on a dating app, <laughs> don't think that's the last you're going to hear. <laughs> I love that. I love how that's what you were hung up on. <laughs> I forgot all that about judge. that until just right now. Thank you. Very sweet. Very kind. Okay, I'll go. Um, the first time we met, I crashed your birthday party um, <laughs> uninvited, and I felt very anxious about it when we met again, when you applied for a podcast um but you were like very gracious <laughs> about me being there uninvited um and I think that just like is kind of a, like a reflection of how you are like in general like you're very careful and I think just like you make everyone feel comfortable and even this podcast like I've learned so much personally but I think like you have created a platform that just, like, helps a lot of people in, like, so many ways. And I think it's, like, extremely incredible that you've done this. And I'm very proud. Thank you, Joyce. And you will be invited to my upcoming birthday party. <laughs> so Yay. now that you've heard from all of us, there are also a number of people outside of the studio who really love you. So why don't we hear a bit from them? <laughs> I could say a million good things about John but I think that in terms of bottoms on top and a lot of the work that he does is that he's so smart he's so so smart uh, but never comes off as inaccessible or lame he always relays information and talks in such a funny way while also being really intelligent um, but approachable, and I think that's gonna be amazing to see him how like how he harnesses that going forward. I think before Bottoms on Top, um, there were a lot of stereotypes surrounding the queer community at Penn that everything is just like nasty and dirty. And John confirmed those stereotypes completely. Thank you, John. Hi, John. Congrats on nearly two. Am 
amazing years of bottoms on top. I'm so lucky that Beyonce and the Pyland basement brought us together <laughs> so many years ago, uh, and I'm proud to call you my roommate and a friend. So in all serious, congratulations on making something so special for so long. Um, I can't wait to hear what happens next. Hi, John. Um, I'm really sad your tenure as host is ending. Um, I've always loved how you've managed to make the show like super entertaining, but also very reflective at the same time. Um, I've definitely left a lot of your shows and continued thinking about what you've talked about like days afterwards, which I think is something really cool to do with a podcast that's sort of lighthearted and fun. Um, also miss how bold you are. Um, I'm always going to think back and laugh so hard about that time at IVQ when we went into that room with the emergency light on and you still dashed up to the stage and let all the queers onto the dance floor. John, 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 <laughs> okay. John is such a silly faggot in the best possible way. I, every single time that um, Bottoms on Top comes out every two weeks, I wake up early in the morning like it's Christmas, and I listen, and it brings a smile to my face. John recently taught me what it means to be skinny, and John is so damn skinny. That's all I have to say. So the first time I met John was at a podcast BYO at Banana Leaf, um, and I knew from the moment I met him that he was an extremely special person. Um, my first impression of him was him, us trying to like mock a game of heads up, and him putting on the notes section of his phone the phrase, Greek life is homophobic and racist, and putting it on his forehead in a BYO venue filled with people in Greek life. So um, I knew from this moment I met him that he was an extraordinary person. And um, since then, I've just learned more and more how funny he is. Like whenever I'm around him, my natural instinct is like, I just want to give him a microphone or I just want him to talk the entire time because every single word that comes out of his mouth is hilarious or interesting or insightful. I don't know if his Twitter is like how many people know about his Twitter, but it's also the funniest thing I've ever read. Um, if I'm feeling sad, that's where I'll go. Um, yeah, so John, I don't know what you're planning to do after graduation, but please go into entertainment. Um, it, it needs people like you. You are so special and so talented and funny, and you will be so sorely missed. Uh, we love you so much. Uh, whoever is the new co-host co of Bottoms on Top has enormous shoes to fill. Hey John, this is Ian. I just want to say how proud I am of what you're doing with Bottoms on Top. I love being able to hear your voice miles and miles away in DC. I think you're an amazing co-host. You ask hard-hitting questions and you are able to make guests feel comfortable with your honesty and humility and your humor. You are the voice for sissy boys like me, and you're doing amazing, so keep it up and queer on. Love you. Hello, my name is Carrie, and I'm here to tell you why John is my favorite podcast host of all time. I really feel like John, Three Bottoms on Top, has given 
a very genuine glimpse into his own life and his own experiences. And I know that it's appreciated by so many, myself included. Um, I'm amazed by his boldness and wit and inspired by his hot, hot takes, but also how readily he gives the mic away to someone who may have a hotter take. I'm very sad um, for his voice to go away from my every other Sunday routine, but also feel incredibly lucky that we are such good friends and I can just give him a call every other Sunday and most likely every other day. Um, Love you so much, Sean. So proud of you. This is friend of the podcast, Cody Smith. And on this occasion, I have prepared some written remarks to John Holmes, who threw the first brick at smokes. I have rarely met someone with such a bright, faggoty spirit. You are the only person I won't judge for continuing to stand Fergie in the twilight of her career. I am always impressed by your thoughtfulness and humor, both as a friend and as a podcast host. When you leave, the queer community at Penn will lose a vibrant and deeply empathetic voice. Thank you for being a friend. In queer spaces, my primary and only enemies are cis gay men. And yet, John, although being all of those things, has managed to avoid that enemy status. I think as a cis white gay, he's done a really important job of reminding us that cis white gays didn't invent the queer universe and is giving space to the people that actually have, both on bottoms on top and in his daily existence, which, nice. Also, if any cis white gay did invent the universe, it was probably John. I'll miss listening to him in a sultry tenor voice every other Sunday. Iliasm, Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night. So, John, <clears throat> we just heard from the fans. How do you feel? Sis, I'm overwhelmed. I knew you had something up your sleeve for me, but you put in work for that. But wait, there's some more. What would it be complete without your team, your friends, and your family? So let's give another listen. <laughs> Hi, John. This is your brother, Pat. Uh, We love you. We're proud of you. Um, And at the very least, you've brought joy to the world through your show by us reacting to dad reacting to the program. Uh, So at the very least, um, you brought smiles to our faces just through that small sliver. Uh, Anyway, good luck. Um, And yeah, all the best from your family. We love you. Hi, John. It's Katie, your sister. I've always been ridiculously proud of everything you've ever done, but Bottoms on Top took it to a whole other level. Listening to you kill it every other week, perfecting a skill I didn't even know you had was so, so awesome. Good luck in the real world. I hope you find the dental student of your dreams. I love you so much. Bye. Hey, John. This is Dad. Congratulations on your 100th podcast. Hopefully the next 100 will be just as good. We love you. See you soon. Dad. Hi, John. You already know how proud we are of you. Love you to the moon and back through infinity. Thanks for my time on Bottoms on Top. <laughs> I'm not going to cry, so mwah, mwah. You made my mother cry. I hope you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> this what? is like my own funeral. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Bottoms on Top, as we know it, is dead. <laughs> but <laughs> there will be a new one. But yeah, John, 
We all love you. And we have people who listen to us. That's wild. People who listen to us and think about what you say. Thank you very much for putting that together and letting my last episode be a reminder that this has been not only a good experience for me, but hopefully others, but primarily me, I would say. (laughs) So thank you, Joyce. I've thanked you before. I'll thank you again for allowing us to say faggot on air. Thank you, Sammy, for being a faggot on air. (laughs) (laughs) And... Thank you, Andreas, for being the faggot on air. I'm very thankful for all of you and for what we've been able to do together. I never thought that I would join the Daily Pennsylvanian family, (laughs) yet here I am in my senior spring, a member of three separate branches, and it's been surprisingly the greatest experience I've had at Penn, the most unexpected for sure. And hopefully those of you listening have had a good time, a fraction of the good time I've had, including the DL guys on Grinder Without Picks who have messaged me saying they listen. So this one's for you. And with that, we're going to take a small break and invite Nick on for a John-themed game. Hello, Nick. Hello. Hi, Nick. So glad to be here. Welcome to my last episode. John's dead and rotted. <laughs> what do you have in pl- un- planned for us today and dead John? Um, well, we have, I didn't know, but it is basically a version of consent or no, but it's John themed. These are all um, items that are pulled from his tweets from the past three months. Um, so it's basically, I'll give you two selections. Um, choose A or B or neither. And I'm hoping these will be very, very difficult. And please chime in. We can't choose both? No. Okay. These are too hard. You would choose all of them. So this is just a game of preference. These are all my words. These are, yeah, these are, these are hot topics from your words. Okay. So um, I'm going to save the kicker for last. Okay, we're going to start. Bindi Irwin versus the EPA. <laughs> <laughs> that is really tough because they've both done arguably the same amount of work for... Yeah, she's the head of the EPA. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Pruitt is a puppet. Oh. <laughs> um, wow, I'm going to have to go... In February, March of 2018, Bindi's doing more for the environment. I would say so, too. She basically stopped poaching, is, <laughs> if we're going to be real, and she literally got shark fin soup off the market. So <laughs> Single-handedly. She, she did that. Um Next up, we have Reba McIntyre versus the Weigel Information Common Boots, <laughs> which I know John loves. I have seen their, him there many a time with his shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing camouflage pants. Um, I, I would choose the Weigel Information Commons booth. I would, too. Okay, fair. Um, we have, next, we have Tinashe versus Jordan Almonds. <laughs> um. One of these things are overlooked by the whole world except for the gays, and the other are overlooked by all the gays except for me. So I'll have to throw my voice behind Jordan Almonds. Yes. I hate that. My my fling headliner. (laughs) (laughs) A pack of Jordan Almonds on a stool that we're watching for 45 minutes. (laughs) Okay. Now we have um, Gardasil. Versus the average body type selection on Grindr. 
ruminate. I'm gonna choose the average body <laughs> selection. Fuck show. HPV, am I right? Yeah, I, this is from my tweet. I believe that was DM me if you look like this. this yes, and it, it was, was just a screenshot of average body, body type. Body. Average. I literally um, the other day saw a tweet where it was like literally lined up. It was like ethnicity, body type. And then gender, so it said white average man. <laughs> and I was like, go. Um, next up, we have Penn Dental Students versus Latch Hook. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> this was a, I knew this was a spicy one. Um, I do love latch hooking, it is my favorite craft. <laughs> but in a way, fucking dental students is a craft of its own. <laughs> Would anyone else like to weigh in while I think? Andreas, any? Uh, I think I would have to go with. I don't think they have to be separated. Dental students and latch hooking. I think if you get rid of latch hooking, you can't. You can still have a dental student. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. False dichotomy. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, we have um, a selection from the Rainbow Tapes of IVQ: Jewels and Drugs versus Donatella. <laughs> <laughs> the rainbow tapes. Literally, release the rainbow tapes. Yeah. Send the rainbow tapes to the Washington Post. Let us. Um, at this point, take a moment to grant Nick a gift from me, which is the unreleased tapes from IVQ. Should we play the rainbow tape now? Yeah. We okay, have the rainbow tape. I have the rainbow tape right here. <laughs> <laughs> the rainbow tape. Would you like to set this up? I have a, yeah, so um, basically, we went to IVQ at Yale um, this past November, and um, in between sessions, a bunch of queers were sitting in the lobby of the Yale LGBT Center, and we were getting very, very heated um, about art pop and what songs were worth our time. So while we were discussing an R. Kelly boycott, we were also discussing the merit of various tracks on that album. So this, these are the rainbow tapes. So this is saved as Lady Gaga talk in my voice memos. <laughs> it's consistent with the part, like, pop direction of the time. Yeah. No, she's showing that like she can still do what is like expected of her. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's still I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna defend it. To like everyone, it's but so I'm gonna say it's like. But you'll defend sex dreams. Okay, I will defend sex dreams. That shit slaps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Just, that part where she talks at the end, like, oh, I've had a couple <laughs> drinks, but. Uh, <laughs> I will defend a few like rough cuts. Like I will defend Shisa, and I will defend government hooker. But that, that's about the extent. No, government hooker. <laughs> no, I will defend any song that has the. And that's the rainbow. <laughs> so that was the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> that was Rodney Bailey. Andreas Nolan, a.k.a. Other Andreas, and our very own Nick Joyner. Unbeknownst to them, they were being, being recorded. Um, so we will be suing for that. That's <laughs> illegal that's fine, in the state of fine. Connecticut. So what's your answer, John? I don't remember the question. Jewels and Drugs versus Donatella. Oh, Donatella for sure. <gasps> the beat. You need to revisit Jewels and Drugs. Oh, I, I like Let Jewels me and rephrase. Drugs. Jewels and Drugs versus 23 Questions with Donatella. <laughs> <laughs> When I heard Donatella for the first time, I thought, yes, finally. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that leathery old hag finally has an anthem. Nick. Oh. She's a brilliant genius. <laughs> All right. We're going to have a three-way. Okay. The Dixie Chicks versus Chamber Pots versus the adjective skinny. <laughs> chamber Pots is also interchangeable with bedpans, mind you. <laughs> um... So you I can will do you can do a single elimination, so knock one out and then do the two finalists. Yeah, so I'll knock out um 
chamber pots. <laughs> because I understand that while I would love that ease and convenience, I'm also capable of walking down one level to go to the bathroom. And then I'll knock out Skinny because without me, Skinny lives on. I'm less sure about the fate of the Dixie Chicks without me as a loyal fan. You're the Dixie Chicks queer ambassador. (laughs) (laughs) To the UN. Well, that's all I have for this episode, but I just had a few remarks. John has changed the landscape of Penn's queer environment. He is both skinny, but also very, very thin. Um, (laughs) And John basically invented um, the LGBT Center's chapstick and also was behind developing True Veda. So uh, just things to remember, things to memorialize him for. Thank you, John. Thank you for bringing me on. I've loved my time here. Thank you for being one of the silliest faggots I've met at this campus. Thank you. That means a lot. Well, thanks, Nick. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'll see you next year. Thanks for listening to Bottoms on Top with myself, Andreas Pablo. And me, John Holmes. We want to take a moment to give special thanks to our producer, Lauren Sarantino. Our creative consultant, Joyce Varma. Our production assistant, Sammy Gordon. Wexler Recording Studio in the Kelly Writers House. Kate Gian, who made our cover art. And Andrew Ellis, who provides our theme music. You can find him on SoundCloud as Dummy Fresh. 